let's talk about how to get what you really want from your wedding vendors. As I'm going to talk about in today's episode, the past two years have been just a little bit stressful for both couples and vendors. People are experiencing burnout on both sides. So today we're talking about how to avoid feeling burned out and how to be the favorite client all of your wedding vendors love and how that is going to give you the best results for your wedding. Today's episode show notes can be found at verbeventco.com slash 45. So whether you are at the gym or driving in the car, you can find all of our episode show notes and links to what we talked about today online at verbeventco.com forward slash 45. And now let's get to today's episode. Listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. The holidays are here and that means a lot of things for couples. Some of you listening are probably getting ready to ask the question or propose and or you're hoping that it's going to happen while others of you are quickly realizing it is time to buckle down and get serious with planning your 22 wedding because it is here. Wherever you are in your wedding planning journey, make sure you check out our wedding planning template shop at shop.verveventco.com. And as a thank you to our podcast listeners who I love so much, you can get 10% off your entire order with the code podcast during checkout. Again, visit shop.verveventco.com and use the code podcast during checkout for 10% off your entire order as a thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. Also, for the month of December, I am opening our gifting suite for all of my podcast reviewers. So if you would like to receive a gorgeous hand-lettered ornament by Rock Pen Inc. that says your names and Engage 2021. So Mike and Des, Engage 2021. Or if you are married this year, it could say Mike and Des Married and Bright 2021 or 2022. All you have to do is leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and include your Instagram handle so we can get your mailing address and we will send you your ornament. If you would like the ornament to say something else like our first pandemic or whatever, you know, just your names like Catherine and Tristan, that's totally fine. Just let me know and we can probably work it out. I am working with, again, Rock Pen Inc., our local calligrapher here to produce these. I did these last year and they were awesome. Everybody loved them. Um, But make sure you get your review in so we can mail the ornament to you in time for the holidays. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, just let me know and I will send you something else from our gifting suite. And now back to today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of Ask the Planner. Today we're talking with another fellow wedding planner about how to be an awesome client and in turn, because you are an awesome client, your wedding winners are going to love you and do an amazing job for you because you are their favorite client. So this is a really important topic to share with all of you that I wanted to talk about with Lauren because, you know, the wedding industry is coming off of a very challenging roller coaster of two years. And next year is looking like it might be equally crazy or at least different. So, you know, 
a lot of us wedding vendors are people pleasers. We're recovering people pleasers. And that's why we're in the service industry. So there is a right way and a wrong way to get what you want when you're working with us. But more on that in a minute. It's great that I think Lauren wanted to talk about this topic because it's something that we don't talk about as wedding vendors, but I think is going to help you all, the couples that are listening to kind of understand where we're coming from, but then also really know, like, if I want this to happen, this is what I should do to make it happen or whatever. And I think everyone is just going to benefit from it so much more. So let's get to knowing who our guest is. So I first met Lauren through our business coach, Candace Coppola. And I love Lauren because she is super straightforward and direct. She doesn't you know, mess around. And I think she's going to give us a lot of value in this episode. So here is her bio. Lauren is a North Carolina-based wedding planner, proudly producing weddings for diverse couples seeking authentic and meaningful weddings. With almost a decade of wedding planning experience, Lauren is best known for her tell-it-like-it-is approach to weddings and business and is a trusted industry expert on diversity and boundaries in business. Lauren's work has been featured in Style Me Pretty, Muna Lucci Bride, and Bee Collective Magazine. She has had the honor of sharing her experience with her peers as an educator for Refine for Wedding Planners. She is also a cupcake connoisseur leopard print lover and wife to an incredibly patient husband, Sean, and mom to Evan and Maya. Lauren spends her time binge-watching TV with Sean, binge-watching reality TV without Sean, and cheering her kids on as they play sports. I feel like you and I would get along so well because I feel like we're very, very similar. (laughs) So, guys, please help me welcome Lauren to the show. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you. Thank you for having me. First, I'd like to note that Sean wrote that bio. So he, <laughs> wa- he wanted a very clear distinction that he does not watch reality TV. So um, I haven't I been able to rope him in yet, but I'm still working on it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I got my husband to watch one of the Bachelors and it was like, it was like their music singing contest. So it was, I can't remember. It was some really cheesy name, but it was like, I don't know, but it was like the couples were on The Bachelor, but they were also all singers. And my husband and I just made fun of it the entire time. He was like, this is just the most ridiculous thing ever. But I was like, but he did watch it. So, <laughs> well, see, you know, you yeah. have to teach me your ways because he, if, if I turn it on, he walks out the room. So <laughs> exactly. I know. Me too. It's usually like when I'm, like when I'm folding clothes is mm-hmm. when I put it on. But yes. anyways, awesome. So I love getting to know our, our guests on our episode a little bit before we dive into our topic. So obviously I read the bio at the top, but I would love for you to share with our listeners more in your own words, a little more about you, how you got started in the industry and what brought you to where you are today. Okay, sure. I mean, I have a really, really interesting path to wedding planning. So I went to college to be a teacher, realized that I didn't like other people's kids. So (laughs) (laughs) probably wasn't going to work out if I was educating them. So born and raised in Connecticut, and Mm -hmm. I did what most Connecticut girls do, and I got a job in the insurance industry. Mm -hmm. After working in the insurance industry for several years, I realized that I actually wasn't a very good corporate employee. (laughs) Um, Something about, you know, you need to be in before nine, you know, scheduled lunch breaks, those things. I I didn't exactly respect those boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I really started looking for different things that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. And I naturally fell into wedding planning. I Mm -hmm. planned my own wedding and I think I planned it in three months and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And then I had a baby and decided, you know, I didn't have Mm -hmm. enough to do with a kid and Mm -hmm. started my business. So Mm -hmm. that is how I got into the planning business. I have a background traditionally in project management Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and customer service. So Mm -hmm. 
those two things naturally. And then especially with my background with education, mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. Uh, helped me transition into the field. Yeah, so I love that. I mean, I feel like it's really important that you found out early on what you like and what you don't like, because then I think a lot of people just stay in the job that they have because they don't realize that they could change or they're afraid to make a change. So I think you being able to do that and do something different and not being afraid to do it was is awesome for sure. Yeah, I feel like my husband's actually going to speak at career day in a few weeks to the kids Aww. and he's huh. trying to figure out how to tell them, like, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to do the to do the hard things because you mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so sweet. What do you love the most about being a wedding planner? What are you most passionate about? Because I feel like we're all kind of different in what we gravitate to in our field. So I always love hearing what other wedding planners love about their job. You know, I love the people. I mm-hmm. really, really love the people. I love the different dynamics of the relationships. Though mm-hmm. That's the best thing for me. I really, really like getting to know my clients. I feel like it makes my job so much easier when I can connect with them on a human level. Mm-hmm. I try to keep it extremely, you know, within the boundaries of the business, but really mm-hmm. getting to know them. I love being the people. I love the different diversity of the couples that mm-hmm. I seem to attract. Mm-hmm. Um, as somebody who is a minority and then in an interracial mm-hmm. marriage, mm-hmm. diversity has just been something that I've always been passionate about. And mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that I've been able to translate that into my business. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think the couples and the that we work with, especially when they're amazing and awesome, and you're gonna you guys are gonna find out how to be that amazing and awesome couple. Yes. But I feel like it is. It's I always feel very very lucky that they find me and that we get along so well because it's mm-hmm. it can really make or break the next year and how you enjoy it. And I think. When you just connect with them and you love them and you're obsessed with them, you're like, this is just amazing. Like, you just feel so lucky to have the clients that you do. So I love that. You really do. You really do. And I, I'm still getting used to like when couples say, I can't wait to meet you. I'm so excited. I feel like you mm-hmm. know, I know you. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is different. But it, those are always <laughs> the best relationships. Awesome. Yes. Okay. For for sure. Okay. So let's get into today's topic, which is how to be a stellar, amazing, super awesome gold star client. And I think before we get into your tips on to how to be that kind of couple, let's talk a little bit about why you think it's important that we talk about this and we share this with our listeners. I think it's important because it's necessary so mm-hmm. often. I think, you know, boundaries is a scary word for people mm-hmm. and they don't want to talk about it, especially because like you say, we're all recovering people pleasers. Mm-hmm. We want to be available. We want to respond right away, but mm-hmm. especially in this environment, which I know we'll talk more about later, mm-hmm. it's just not possible. So yeah. I think that it's incredibly important that we all set the expectation and start talking about this now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that no one is left feeling like they didn't get what they mm-hmm. truly needed to get out of the process. Right. Or that they're, they're disappointed. Right. And this is going to come up, but I think you're right. The communication is really important, but then also just talking about and being aware that people have boundaries and, you know, couples like, even not just related to wedding planning, but just knowing that it's okay to have boundaries or it's okay to have specific ways that you like to do things or whatever. And if someone's boundaries don't work with yours, that's important to recognize too. So, you know, being aware of that as well. Awesome. Okay. So let's get on to the topic. What is your first tip that you wanted to share with our couples as to how they can really have a really great relationship with their vendors? I think the first thing I'll share is that they should be honest with their expectations. I think it's okay to have expectations, but I think that you're doing yourself a disservice and the mm-hmm. vendor if you're not 
upfront and open with what you're expecting out of the process. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting me to respond within an hour, mm-hmm. I need to know that because then mm-hmm. I can tell you that that's likely not going to be possible, especially if it's during peak season. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting that, you know, all of our meetings will take place on Sunday or you're a doctor. I have several clients who are doctors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they are only available within a certain window mm-hmm. of time. So those are things that I think mm-hmm. you need to be honest about up front just so that you can find the right vendor. I think even, I, you know, when I have couples and I meet with them and even if I love them, but I just feel like, you know, this is how I approach business. But it's sounding to me like you need to meet with my friend Kim. You know, she mm-hmm. she can handle those expectations. She did this is her jam. She does this well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're honest about that, you really do find the vendor mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point. I mean, I think it's like you said, I have a lot of couples that most of them don't live in the area. And so I always tell them, like, we're going to be meeting on Zoom. I did Zoom way before the pandemic. I know everyone has Zoom fatigue, but I don't feel the need to go to your home and drive, you know, 30 minutes each way. Are you having to come with me? You know, I like to have our meetings on Zoom. I think it's much more efficient. I'm fine with, you know, you having a cocktail or whatever, like you just eating Mm -hmm. your lunch while we're talking. And that's like, if you're doing it during your lunch hour, that's great because you're getting your work done. We're still doing the wedding planning, but I, I do communicate that upfront, how we're meeting, how often we're meeting, et cetera. So that again, it's setting the right expectations and making sure that they're comfortable with that as well. So very, right. very yep. point. That I have a friend who she likes to have all her meetings over dinner with her clients. Mm-hmm. And for me, I need our meetings to be impactful. I need our yeah. meetings to be productive. So yeah. <laughs> if we are chatting, it's going to turn into a real housewives of Atlanta talk. Right. So <laughs> it has to be where we can meet and really yeah. hone in and be focused on the work. Yeah, I used to do, I used to like to say like with my couples that were local that we could have our kickoff meeting in person and we could go to a bar or get dinner. But then I found that it was awkward for me to bring my laptop and take really good notes and then we would get off topic. And like, it's not that I don't want to have a meal with them, but I'm like, I want to be efficient for you and get the work done. Or like, I forget to ask a question that I I wanted to ask and we get sidetracked or I can't see my laptop because it's sunny and we're having lunch outside and super, super pretty, but I can't see my screen. So we all have different ways of working. And I think, you know, if you want someone that is effective, and you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Like that are very productive, then that's good. Mm-hmm. If you want something that's more social and a little bit more loose, then find somebody else. And that's, yep. I think, a really, really good point. I agree. Awesome. Okay. So what's your next tip for couples that are working with their vendors? I would definitely say respecting the vendor's boundaries and mm-hmm. also asking that they respect yours. For example, I don't text. Mm-hmm. I text my friends and I don't I am like always in text jail with them because they would text me something. And then like two days later, they're like, so Lauren, no answer. We, <laughs> I needed to know that two days ago. And I'm like, right. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I read the text messages. Right. I just respond in my head and close it. Right. So right. that boundary may not be in place to mm-hmm. be mean or mm-hmm. to be standoffish. Mm-hmm. It could really just be the vendor honoring what they know they're not good at. 
Right. If they're not, if they're saying, hey, you know, Vox me, don't Mm -hmm. email me because emails, Mm -hmm. I I get 300 a day. Mm -hmm. Just trying to respect those different boundaries, pleading the forms that they need you to complete in a timely Mm -hmm. manner. Mm -hmm. Because those boundaries that they put in place are there for a reason and Mm -hmm. they'll really help produce the result you're looking for. I completely agree. So with my couples, we communicate on Trello, which is like a project management software. Mm -hmm. And I say, don't send me an email because again, it's going to get lost in all the emails. I also don't go in my email inbox all the time because I'm working on my client stuff. So if you're going to send me an email, I'm not going to see it. And I also like things organized so that I can do my job effectively. So everything is much more organized in Trello. And that's where we communicate. I also tell my couples that, you know, pre-schedule your meetings with me. Please don't call me because I probably like, especially this year, like I told, you know, one couple that, I don't know if I have a child that's going to be home that's going to have to be quarantining. Right. Like there might be a kid running around or somebody like I'm having to do homeschooling or whatever. So it's just so much easier when I know like these are the times I can do work. I can be effective Focus, yep. exactly for you. And I'm not going to say, oh, let me get to that in, you know, two hours when I can, you know, when you call me and I'm not at, even at my desk. So and then I, I do tell them, you know, we communicate through Trello. And then the week of the wedding, you can text me if you need to reach me for something very, very short and little but I'm also like but if it's something that's important put it in Trello so we don't lose it otherwise right. like I might not get you know I might not see it because I'm not looking at my text messages again especially you know I'll say if it's something quick and you need to just quickly mm-hmm. get it off your brain mm-hmm. okay you know shoot me a text because I don't I don't have to react to that right away but mm-hmm. When it's something important, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're making a decision on a vendor or mm-hmm. you need something from me, we really need that documented in a way where we can refer back to it mm-hmm. just so that we can make sure it doesn't right. get missed. There are so many moving parts and mm-hmm. we're wedding planners, so we tend to be managing all the parts. But even mm-hmm. photographers, you know, they have mm-hmm. so many moving parts or mm-hmm. caterers. You need to mm-hmm. respect the boundaries and, and kind of follow what they've laid out for because, their process is there to make sure that they hit all those high marks for you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Okay. What is your next tip for our listeners? So this is my favorite tip. Mm-hmm. This is one that we were chatting about before. Mm-hmm. I have to give credit to Valerie Gernhauser is mm-hmm. where she said that you should take time off of your job to plan your wedding and not have your planner take time off from their life. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, this is our job. It's not our life for mm-hmm. all vendors. So mm-hmm. if we say, okay, we are open from 11 to 7. Those are the mm-hmm. hours that we're available. We're here for you to schedule time to meet mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. If you work 9 to 5, of mm-hmm. course, we're all sensitive to that. But mm-hmm. it may come down to you having to adjust your schedule and take time mm-hmm. to plan your wedding mm-hmm. because – If not, you're asking that vendor to take time away from their life. Like, I know you have young children. I have two young children. Mm -hmm. I have a husband who I forced to watch TV with (laughs) you. We've already talked about that. You want the best of that vendor. You want them Mm -hmm. to be happy. You want them to Mm -hmm. be awake. You want them to be able Mm -hmm. to respond. And the best way to achieve that is for you to take the time to meet with them within Mm -hmm. the schedule that's been laid out. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, you know, sometimes I used to do, sometimes I still do it, but I don't, I try not to do it often. I, I used to do calls at eight o'clock because that's when my couples, you know, would be home from work and they'd be eating their dinner. 
but I would be so exhausted mentally by eight o'clock. I just felt like I wasn't as fresh and as like on my game. I was fine, but I felt like after the call, I'd be so exhausted because, and then I couldn't actually like do the action items from the call or whatever. I just had to like mentally like, okay, now I'm done. Now I'm going to go to bed. And it was hard for me to be as good for my couples, I think, especially towards the end of the meeting. So I'm much rather having them, you know, sitting at their desk and doing it over their lunch hour and they're yeah. still eating and which is fine with me too. But then I know that I can be much more sharp and effective. I think at my job when I know I can be my best for sure. And same for them. I mean, if you've worked all day, mm-hmm. the last thing you probably want to yeah. do is sit and talk for an hour mm-hmm. about planning a wedding. So we want you at your best. Mm-hmm. And if we're honest, no mm-hmm. one is, unless that's your schedule, no one is ready and on at eight, nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. For, for meetings. Yeah, I agree. You wouldn't want to do that for one of your clients. No. <laughs> right? No. Like, I feel like those 5 p.m. board meetings are just like, that's as, that's as long as it's late as that, I want to do. And then. Oh, it's the worst thing in the world. I can remember being in corporate America and seeing yeah. like a 4.30 meeting come across the calendar. And right. being like, okay, oh. so how, how do I get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's when you just want to turn off. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to recap with this. So first, your first tip was to communicate expectations. Number two was respecting boundaries. And number three is being flexible with your meeting time and when you're available to work with your vendors. Awesome. Okay. So let's get to your next tips. What's your fourth tip for our couples and how they're going to work with their vendors? Definitely ask questions. Communicate. I, I tell everyone, when we first meet and throughout the process, no question is off limits unless you're probably asking for like one of my cupcakes or something. Like <laughs> That's probably not going to happen. Right. But you should definitely ask questions. If, mm-hmm. if it's not clear in their contract, then mm-hmm. you'll be meeting with them. Ask, mm-hmm. hey, I, I didn't see in the contract office hours. So can you mm-hmm. explain to me what our relationship will look like? When we'll be able to reach out? How will we communicate? Mm-hmm. You definitely want to ask those tough questions. Mm-hmm. You take more than one wedding a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not booking them for full planning, like a planner, when when will you talk? When when can I mm-hmm. send you things? What kind of questions can I ask you? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely you, you want to ask the questions. I know I'm sure you did a pod on it and mm-hmm. uh, podcast and there's been some other ones of best questions to ask your photographer mm-hmm. or to mm-hmm. ask your caterer. Mm-hmm. Sit down, think about it, and then ask those, those, those tough questions. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any stupid question when you're investing mm-hmm. this kind of time and money into mm-hmm. an event. That That's the best thing to do is to right away, if it's top of mind for you and you know it's something that you're curious about or you're not seeing or they haven't said, to just come right out and ask it. Yeah, I completely agree. And whenever I finish my meetings with couples during the sales process, I always say, like, do you have any other questions? There's literally no stupid question because you've never planned a wedding before, most likely. And I don't want you to walk away from the meeting feeling like, oh, shoot, I should have asked that question or like we forgot to ask this. But, you know, I don't want to ask. Like, you should just ask because I want you me, the planner, the photographer, anyone that you're working with, they want you to feel comfortable with the investment and that you're happy about the relationship that you're moving into because you're going to be working with this person for quite some time and you're trusting a really big day to them. So making sure that you have all of your questions answered, that you feel good about what you're doing. And if you have any questions that you feel comfortable asking those questions, so it is more of a collaborative process so that we can do our best to serve you. I feel like 
this was this goes back to my nonprofit days when we were doing sales and in fundraising. But if you don't ask, you don't get. So if you don't ask, you don't find out what the answer right. is. So just ask and, you know, be comfortable and OK with asking, I think, is a, a really good tip. And I think sometimes that there are a lot of hidden telltales in those those mm-hmm. questions. Sometimes if a couple asks me a question, even if they start consultation or through the planning, mm-hmm. it will cause me to ask them a question. Mm-hmm. And then we can get kind of to the root of whatever Mm-hmm. Maybe concerning them or what other year. So right. ask the questions, ask them all, and then be open to the answers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point because I think if you or your parents are really, really care a lot about the transportation or you're really concerned about something like we're not going to know that unless you bring it up to us. So right. definitely communicating that kind of stuff to us, what your concerns are, whatever's ruminating in your head. When you communicate that to us, it definitely helps us do our job better because we know it's a concern for you or it's top of mind for you. So, yeah, it's a very good point. Awesome. So what's your next tip the couple should be thinking about when they're working with their vendors? I think that they should just keep at the top of their mind that, all of these boundaries, all of these tips, all of the mm-hmm. things in the contract, they're really there to reduce burnout and stress, mm-hmm. not just for you, but for the vendor. Mm-hmm. I think that when these things, the lines are blurred, mm-hmm. when these things aren't respected, that's mm-hmm. when you start feeling really stressful. You know, Maybe you feel like you're doing more than mm-hmm. what you, know, you signed up to do as the client because you brought in this planner or mm-hmm. brought in a stylist or someone mm-hmm. to work with you. And because you haven't communicated or maybe they're mm-hmm. poor at communication and you just mm-hmm. haven't felt comfortable saying to them, hey, mm-hmm. I need more of this. Or mm-hmm. in our contract, it says we're going to meet once a month. We've met once mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're burnt out, you're stressed out, the vendor mm-hmm. is burnt out, or the vendor doesn't know that you're mm-hmm. not getting the experience you're looking for, and then there's resentment, and that right. leads into the worst thing that can happen is if you and the vendor are not on the same page, and that bleeds into your wedding day, mm-hmm. because there just should be no ill will or hard feelings mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. you get to the wedding day. So yeah, definitely the, they're in place to help both people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to really reduce that burnout and stress for you both. Yeah, I think that's a good point to bring up because it's not that we're creating these boundaries or we have these processes to keep you out. It's so that we can make sure that we're doing our job and being able to produce for you the best way that we know how. But then also so that you understand what we need from you or what we would like for you to do just so that, you know, when we are able to do our job, because when you do this, I think when you have the expectations and you understand what they are and you communicate this, it's going to one for us understand, you know, how what you're looking for and what your expectations are. But also, like you said, it's going to keep you from having to harbor or feel like there's any ill will that you're feeling towards us that you're not communicating. Cause I definitely feel like if there's, cause I know that like, I, I feel like this with my relationship with my husband, if there's something that is bothering me about him and I don't say anything, it just like grows inside me. Yep. And then at some yep. point it's just going to all explode because I'm going to lose it because you know, whatever hasn't happened mm-hmm. and it's like, it's going to be the same way with your vendors. So 
the sooner you communicate this or the sooner that you share your feelings with your vendors regarding whatever it is, the process, what you're feeling, how you feel about their process or their boundaries is super important just so that we can all, you know, do our best for you and so that you can go into your wedding day, like you said, feeling really good. Yeah, exactly. I'll never forget. It was when I first started planning, probably about nine years ago now, but Mm -hmm. I was working with a bride and our emails were always friendly. Mm -hmm. And then one day I emailed her and she responded back with, hi, Lauren, so nice to hear from you. And something about those words, I mm-hmm. took a step back and she wasn't communicating directly, but that was mm-hmm. enough for me to say, hey, mm-hmm. let's hop on a call. Let's talk about it. And it really mm-hmm. just turned out that she should have been a full planning client and mm-hmm. she didn't book that package and she felt right. like she had too much going on. So we right. had to talk and reevaluate the expectation. What can mm-hmm. we do? How can we ease the burden? Mm-hmm. Um, but even mm-hmm. that, you know, in a passive aggressive way, but right, right. in that way, just her communicating differently with me. Yeah. Allowed me to see like, hey, something's not working here. So mm-hmm. definitely think you should be direct and you should really, really communicate mm-hmm. in advance with these vendors on an ongoing basis so mm-hmm. that we all stay within good rapport. Right. For sure. Because, yeah, because then I think, again, going back to how we are all recovering people pleasers, we feel so bad if we feel like we've upset the client or mm-hmm. we're worried and we're stressed and it just like ruminates in our head and we don't know how to fix it. And and then I think that just puts us, us the vendors, in a bad place mentally so that when we get on the wedding day, we're not as much on our game because we've got this other lingering thing that we're worried right. about that we're like, crap. Like, And you all know, I think in your work, your career, if there's someone that's always causing you stress or there's someone that you feel like you just are not quite where you should be, it just messes, messes with you mentally and I feel like the performance of the vendor can definitely suffer if, it, if it's not addressed before the wedding day. Yep, definitely. Awesome. Okay, so let's do a recap of all of these tips. So one is being honest with your expectations. Two, respecting the boundaries of your vendors that they've set in the processes that they've put in place. Three, being flexible with your time, being able to meet with them where it makes sense and it's best for them. Four, asking questions and sharing your expectations and communicating. And then five was really, you know, we have these processes in place so that we can do the best job for our clients. Is there anything that you wanted to add or that you haven't covered when it comes to all that we talked about? Uh, I think we covered a lot. I I definitely Mm -hmm. think that. Again, just communicating and being open. Mm -hmm. I'm very direct, so Mm -hmm. I appreciate direct communication, but I think if you don't know how to be direct, Mm -hmm. maybe opening the line of communication in a way Mm -hmm. where the vendor can lead the conversation, but then you Mm -hmm. can come in and say, hey, I am feeling this or I'm Mm -hmm. feeling that. Mm -hmm. So really just communication is key. Mm -hmm. Again, up front, knowing that if you sign the contract and you've agreed to these terms, mm-hmm. you're saying I can work within mm-hmm. these boundaries. I can work within this type of relationship. So mm-hmm. definitely paying attention to the language in the contract and asking all the good questions. Yeah, definitely read the contract. For sure, yes. read the contract. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is really, really great. And let's talk a little bit about kind of how this past year or two has played into the conversation that we're having now, because I think this is something that is still relevant. And it's crazy that kind of still in a pandemic, we've been talking about this like for a long time. And I think everyone thought that we wouldn't be having this conversation anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, just an interesting, who knows how many years we've, yep. we've been having. So 
it's been a very interesting couple of years. And I think that, you know, this conversation is relevant right now because everyone has been in survival mode. Like mm-hmm. we are all just trying to get the things done mm-hmm. so that everyone's happy and the weddings take place. You have couples now who maybe got engaged in 2018 and mm-hmm. just celebrate their wedding. So I think vendors are really in survival mode right now. And mm-hmm. what what's going to be born out of that is more boundaries. Mm-hmm. So many of them didn't have this in place because they didn't mm-hmm. have to, you know, it was, mm-hmm. they could be casual. They could meet those clients out for mm-hmm. dinner and, you know, mm-hmm. talk for two hours, but now they just don't have the capacity. Mm-hmm. So I think now, we are going to start seeing more vendors saying, here is when I can work. Here mm-hmm. are the things that I need from you. And more clients saying, here is what I expect from you. Here's mm-hmm. the type of communication I need. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to start talking about it just so that no one is surprised mm-hmm. as they start to see office hours or mm-hmm. they start to see clients saying, Hey, I'm more flexible with my time because maybe they're chasing their dream career and that's what mm-hmm. COVID has taught them. Is mm-hmm. They hated the other career and now they're doing mm-hmm. this. So mm-hmm. I think that it, this, this past two years has really taught everyone a lot about just mm-hmm. what we can, mm-hmm. what we can accommodate in our lives and what's important and how mm-hmm. to make space for those. Things. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like I'm seeing more and more where not, it's not an out of office, but it's an auto response where people will say, Hey, thank you so much for your email. I respond to emails at this time and this time, or Hey, like in their signature, they'll put, you know, we're going out of office at this, you know, in two weeks from now, just so that you're aware. I think just having, you know, being aware of what your limitations are and then communicating that is very important. I think that's a good thing sort of that has come out of the, the stress that a lot of us not just in the wedding industry, but, you know, people in general, just knowing, mm-hmm. being able to take care of, you know, recognize their mental health, what they need, and being able to set boundaries for themselves, even if they don't want to, but knowing that they do have limitations and then being able to work through those so that everyone can can do the best job for them is key. I agree. And I think also because with everyone, you know, more people working at home and mm-hmm. people are really trying to get those parameters set like this is work Mm -hmm. right this is play because it all at one point it just seemed like it was all one long day yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just couldn't tell where work ended and life started so i think more people are looking to put those up for their own mental health like Mm -hmm. you said they're prioritizing that Mm -hmm. on both sides client side and vendor Mm -hmm. side so it's important that we work with each other to make sure that we're not all you know just happy with this experience but that we come out of this mentally okay and Mm -hmm. emotionally Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very important conversation. Awesome. Well, this was so helpful, Laura. I really, really appreciate it. Before we wrap up, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I asked this of all my, all of our guests before I let you go. I believe that life is too short to waste on moments without meaning or give us joy. So what gives you the most joy and is the most meaningful for you? Uh, probably my kids. I mean, they are, you know, my little broke best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so funny. That's it's, hilarious. They, they are. They broke best friends. Broke, they are my broke best friends. Oh, yes, hilarious. they That's really hilarious. are. Um, it's getting ready to be Christmas, so every time a magazine, mm-hmm. Amazon and Target send out their toy oh catalogs, my, my kids too. Yes, I'm like, well, when did this happen? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> why? And so mm-hmm. we were not. My husband and I didn't throw it away quick enough, yeah. and they found it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just like circling all of yeah, the toys that too. they want. 
So I definitely think it's it's them. They mm-hmm. we laugh about them just seeing their personalities come mm-hmm. out, how vocal they are. You know, mm-hmm. it's a different time. I just I don't think I could talk to my mom the way that they you know they're just so expressive. Right. Oh my gosh! Like, how did you even know that? I know. Or like <laughs> I don't I don't appreciate this honesty right now. <laughs> no, I don't appreciate this honesty at all. Right. Oh, like when my daughter mimics me, she'll show me, she like, this is how mommy works. And she'll like right. sit up and type. And right. I was on a consultation call the other night and I heard her say from the living room, she's like, why does mommy sound so happy? <laughs> <laughs> so, definitely my kids. I think they're hilarious. My husband and I, we, we get a, a really good mm-hmm. kick out of them. That is hilarious because my, it's, it's like my daughter knew, and I'm assuming maybe somebody on the bus also had the Amazon catalog because she went to the mailbox. She doesn't always get the mail. Mm-hmm. So this was a new thing that she went to the mailbox and found the Amazon catalog. And she and my son literally spent the next week. She carries it out in her backpack right now, circling everything. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it was really smart because Amazon knew, like, their target audience wasn't on the computer surfing for stuff. So they're like, oh, exactly. we're just going to send it to the house. I, so, I mean, yeah. talk about marketing genius. They, yeah, they, just, they definitely knew, like, if right. we could get it on paper and somehow get it into right. the hands of, right. of children, yeah. <laughs> we'll get what I, we want. I feel like catalogs were a really big thing when I was growing up, yeah. and I loved catalogs. And then they kind of died off. It was like, you know, Pottery Barn or Crate uh-huh. whatever. They sent catalogs. But there weren't really many toy catalogs for a long time because Toys R Us went out. So now it's Amazon. It's, yeah, Amazon. I haven't gotten the Target one, but I'm sure it's, it's all the way. Great. Yeah, it's on the way. So look out, <laughs> look out, look out for it because exactly. they have it and they are circling yeah. things. So That's my right. daughter, we have like a running list. She's mm-hmm. very vocal about what she wants, but my mm-hmm. son, how old is she? She's five, going on okay. twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. So we have a really long list for her. She wants every single Barbie, every maid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she needs a job if you know anyone that's hired. Right. right. <laughs> I know my my daughter's she's seven and she's the same way so mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Okay, and then my last question before I let you go because I like to ask this all of our guests is what tip or inside secret or something little known that couples should know you would want to share with our couples something like that that might be surprising about what you do or a, you know a secret for them. So something that always blows my couples away is I mm-hmm. don't give them endless options. Mm, when I give them vendors, mm-hmm. uh, the, my favorite number is three. Yeah, huge Allen Iverson fan. So mm-hmm. <laughs> number three. So I, yeah. three is I just stick with it. Yeah, I give them three options. Yeah, three photographers, three videographers, three mm-hmm. caterers. Because if you give them too many options, first of all, when you've hired a planner, I'm listening yeah. to the things that you're saying. So I'm picking mm-hmm. up that food is important, that you want heavy cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. So I know right away what vendors to send to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving you three because if I give you ten, mm-hmm. now you're stuck in, you know, analysis mm-hmm. paralysis because they all start mm-hmm. to look alike. Yeah, you can only read on a photographer's website so many times that they love coffee and right. Bachelor, you know, <laughs> so true. Do it it doesn't distinguish you from anybody else anymore. No, it does nothing really. You know, we all have similar uh, right. templates for our websites, mm-hmm. so. I give you three because I feel like that really will help you zero in on the one that you want to talk mm-hmm. to, or the two that you want to talk to, or even if you choose to talk to all three of them, there's mm-hmm. just no way to make a decision out of 10 options. Yeah. You know, so I would say for plan couples planning, definitely pick your top three, pick your top four, interview mm-hmm. those top three or mm-hmm. four and make a decision 
Unless you feel like all four were trash, you know, like, right. <laughs> no, none of them, we were way off the mark. Right. Then, you know, start over with four more, but don't, don't go out there and get a list of 10 and think you're going to narrow yeah. it down from that long list. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think that's a really good point that you bring up because you've hired the planner or even the vendor. If you're asking another vendor, like a photographer, like, who do you like working with? You've hired us to make that list shorter for you. We, you've hired right. us to make that much more of an efficient process for you. And I'm not going to send you someone just to, so you have another option that's not going to be a good fit for you whether it's right. style budget whatever it is they might not be available i don't want to just like add somebody onto this list to have more options because it's, right. one doesn't help you two i don't think you should work with them anyways so why would i put them on the list for you to consider so i think i think bringing up the fact that you are presenting them with quality curated options is really important because, and that's, you know, definitely the benefit of working with the planners because it makes, it's our job to get to know as many people as possible mm-hmm. so that we can curate that list for you. So we're not giving you basically like we're not acting like the not for you right. or like yeah. a giant list of directory where mm-hmm. you're like, I don't even know the difference between this review and this review. So that's a really right. good point. I love yeah, that. Definitely. Trust your friend, mm-hmm. your planner, trust your vendors. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, you've respected all the boundaries now. Right. You guys are the best <laughs> of friends. Right. So, so trust what they're saying to you and who they're sending mm-hmm. over to. Right. That is a really great tip, Lauren. Thank you so much. Okay. Last thing before I let you go, where can our listeners find you online? So everything is Lauren O and Co. Um, mm-hmm. Our Instagram, which you'll see me over there mm-hmm. a lot talking about the different things, usually just about cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you'll find me on Instagram at Lauren O and Co. Um, okay. Same thing for my website. So, yeah, you'll be hearing more from me over the next coming weeks as uh, I try to be more visible, even though I'm busy like everyone else. But I always like mm-hmm. to get on here and connect with everyone. Awesome. So it's Lauren O and Co. All spelled out, right? Lauren O and Co. On all the things. So thank you so much, Lauren, for your time. I think this was a really, really great episode. And I think our listeners are really going to appreciate what we talked about. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode. I'm really glad that Lauren and I had this conversation, which honestly is kind of a hard conversation to share with you all because we vendors don't like making ourselves vulnerable or talking about things that are tough. But I thought it was definitely something for you all to hear because I want this podcast to be a place where we all go for real tangible advice and where we can talk about things that might be uncomfortable or hard to hear because no one else is going to say it. I know it was a different conversation, but I do think if you incorporate these tips into how you communicate and work with your wedding vendors, everyone will win and you will have such a better overall wedding planning experience. Of course, if you have any questions for Lauren and me, please make sure you drop them in your review of the show on Apple Podcasts and I will make sure to respond to it in a future episode. And don't forget to leave your Instagram handle so I can give you a shout out. If you're listening to this episode in December, I will happily send you a holiday ornament. So make sure you do that in time. Again, the show notes for this episode can be found at verveventcode.com forward slash four five. Again, that's verveventcode.com slash 45. And finally, please, if you would could leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you thought of today's episode, if you have any additional questions or feedback, and we can make sure we adjust based on your feedback. I will talk to you all again in a future episode. 
I'm interviewing Alexandra from Lavender and Pine regarding wedding party and gifting, Ksenia from West Avenue Wedding on wedding websites, and Clint Huft, who was the wedding officiant at Paris Hilton's wedding. So lots of fun guests coming up. I can't wait to share them all with you. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode, and I will talk to you all soon. Happy planning. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you.